Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show Podcast. On this episode, we recap the Western Canada Summer Games with Chef Demission Pat Kirby. A great time had by Team Manitoba and all the athletes in Swift Current over the last 10 days or so. Also, we'll take a look back at Week 10 in the CFL. And that comeback by Montreal kind of reminded me of a couple of comebacks that the Bombers did against Montreal. We'll get into all that on the podcast. The Western Canada Summer Games wrapped up yesterday in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. So to put a bow on the event, I'm joined now by Team Manitoba Chef Demission, Pat Kirby. Uh, Pat, are you back in Winnipeg now? I am back. Yeah, I just got back a couple hours ago. So how does it, uh, How I guess the last 10 days, has it kind of flown by? It has definitely flown by. You know, you, you prepare for it for, you know, a year and a half, two years out, and, and all of a sudden it's upon you, and then it's gone. So, yeah, it uh, in a blink, uh, it's all over. How much have you slept in the last 10 days? Uh, I've had a little bit of sleep, uh, enough to keep going each day and uh, help the team out. So it, uh, I'll, I'll catch up with my sleep here in the next couple of days. I was going to say, do you get it some time to just unwind now and enjoy the rest of the summer? Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take tomorrow off and uh, go back in the office and clean up a few things and go out for a week of holiday after that. All right, so let's talk about the games now. Overall for Manitoba, a very good success. Very good, yeah. We definitely improved our, our medal count and performance uh, from the uh, previous games in 2015. So we had 171 uh, medals uh, compared to 144 in 2015 in Wood Buffalo. Now, is that because, partially because BC isn't there this time, or were they not there in Wood Buffalo either? They were, they were there in Wood Buffalo, um, so that is definitely a factor for sure. Um, our medal count... Uh, is higher. Our gold medal actually is only one more than with Buffalo. So what were some of the highlights for Team Tobe? Obviously, 171 medals is a lot to go through, but some of the highlights. Yeah, so uh, obviously some some gold medals in some of the team events. Uh, Our female softball team uh, were outstanding. Uh, I don't think they trailed in any game uh, that they had. also, our, our volleyball uh, teams uh, got gold uh, in terms of female uh, indoor and both the male and female beach volleyball. Um, the boys, uh, unfortunately, lost in the gold medal game to Alberta. Uh, they got silver, obviously. Um, uh, our male and female soccer teams got silver, and our baseball team got silver. So uh, they lost out, uh, I do believe, to Alberta for both of those uh all three of those sports itself too. So, um, so that's the sort of the, the team aspect, the individual aspect. We had some real good showings. Uh, obviously, cycling, uh, triathlon, athletics, canoe, kayak, and swimming got a, a number of medals. Um, Ness Dalling, uh, as a cyclist, uh, was uh, just you know powering through all you know mountain bike or road races. Uh, um, Blake Harris did an amazing job in terms of triathlon. Um, athletics, Luke Delo, uh got four gold. I do believe another bronze. Sasha uh, Skirzik from Canoe Kayak uh, had a number of medals. And probably our most medals would be swimming on Maya West, a 13-year-old in the province is re- setting records uh, throughout the country. Just 13 years old? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a, a name to watch for the future. Okay. Now you mentioned Blake Harris who he broke his chain on his bike during the triathlon, I understand? 
Well, he actually didn't break his chain. He actually got it caught uh, within the bike itself. Uh, he was in the, the lead, or in the pack at least, uh, going up a huge hill uh, off of the, uh, the swimming portion. And uh, unfortunately, he got caught. He had to take probably about a minute or so uh, off his bike to try to get it back on and got it back on, chased down the, the lead, and uh, made it for uh, a bronze medal. Because I imagine in the in the intensity of the race, it'd be kind of like fumbling with your keys to get in the door if someone's hunting you down. There's some pressure that you're thinking, okay, okay, I got to do this, I got to stay calm, but I got to fix this right away. Oh, for sure. I'm sure that uh, there's some nerves there, for sure. And uh, but I tell you, I, I, talking to him after the race, um, he was uh, he was very excited, obviously, to get the bronze. Uh, but he was a little, maybe a little disappointed in that malfunction. Mm-hmm. Uh, our wrestling team, I understand, did very well. Boy, did they ever. You know, uh, another, another group or another sport that when we look from the 2017 games, or Canada Summer Games here in Winnipeg, um, from their, uh, I guess, progression from there to, to today, I do believe wrestling, oh boy, probably had around 18 medals, I do believe. Um, a number of gold and silver and bronze, obviously. Um, but their program is just increasing and developing uh, over the last number of years. And I think we're going to be in good hands when we come to 2021 games in Niagara. Now, in terms of kind of the bonds created off the fields, did you have a lot of moments where, you know, athletes from one team would be cheering on Manitoba and other events? Uh, that That is definitely a multi-sport games. I would say the, the coaches and managers of all the sports – uh, gave them the opportunity for all the, all their athletes to go out and see other Manitoba events. Um, the diving and baseball team probably is number one, I would say, just in terms of they developed a bond on the bus ride to Swiss Current. Uh, our mission staff, Glenn Hunter, created a, a cribbage tournament for the entire bus. So that got uh, everyone all together. Uh, the baseball and the diving team basically shared a room. So that created uh, another part of that bond. So they just started getting that friendship going and started cheering each other on. The baseball team started it by going to the diving competition and had some placards with tens on it. So every single dive a Manitoban had, they put up the tens and, and cheered them on. Uh, the divers came back uh, to the baseball uh, game. At the end of the game, they all lined up on the field uh, with the team, did back clips and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good bond, and uh, uh, it was really good to see. How many buses did it take to get everyone out there? Uh, we had four buses uh, each phase. Oh, actually, uh, three buses the first phase because our paddlers went to Banff area for a, a training camp prior to the game so we didn't need a fourth bus so basically seven buses to take uh, all the uh, team manitoba to and from the swift current and the closing ceremonies were yesterday was that kind of a bittersweet experience it was it's always sad you know uh there's definitely the athletes uh, that's their moment to to take it all in and um you know at the very end of the games it's always that uh, trading of uniform pieces and that kind of stuff so the athletes had a short period of time because we wanted to get them back on the bus so they get home in a reasonable hour i think they got home around 1 30 in the morning so um they still had time to to celebrate, uh, mix around, uh, and, you know, all the various teams and all the friends that they've made and that kind of stuff and said their goodbyes. And it was good. And tell me more about the uh, flag bearer for the closing ceremonies. Yeah. Luke Zillow, boy, uh, he, he really shone. Uh, he got, uh, 
four golds, I do believe a bronze, uh, uh, 400, 200 meter gold, a uh, couple of relays. Um, boy, yeah, he just uh, just shone on the track uh, and just leads the team. Uh, very strong uh, individual uh, uh, leader within the athletics group. Uh, we had about probably 60 uh, athletes in that sport, and uh, they definitely look up to him. So for a lot of these athletes, they're coming up on either first-year university, second-year university, or, or high school, right? Uh, they're mostly high school. Uh, athletics is, is definitely the, the uh, older age group. Um, we have, like, example, our divers. Are, you know, they were 13, 14. Oh, yeah. uh, in, on the, and we had the boys uh, were probably, well, minus, four, uh, I guess, three years ago, uh, uh, in, in 2017 or two years ago in 2017, um, weren't really on, on the podium at all. They're on the podium this time still competing against 18, 19 year olds. So uh, it's, you know, those divers are going to have an opportunity to do some really good things in 2021. So in your position then, when you see all the medals and not even the medals, but just the people out there, the kids having fun at the sport they've been working so hard on, how does that make you feel? (laughs) It's really, really good. Uh, You know, I, I had an opportunity prior to the games to go out to as many sports as it could you know, meet the athletes, uh, have that relationship with the coaches, see how hard they're actually training. And, uh, you know, we're in touch with most of the uh, sports uh, and their coaches throughout the year and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, you see all the hard work that they put in and then it comes to game time and they have success. Um, it just shows uh, all that preparation is, um, is golden. Well, Pat, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Congratulations again on the success of Team Manitoba, and I guess enjoy your sleep. Thank you very much. That is Pat Kirby, the chef de mission for Team Manitoba. What a successful time they had at Swift Current. Memories for life for everyone involved. Some names we will definitely be hearing more from as we go forward, heading into maybe not next year's Olympics, but 2024 perhaps. Glad we were able to bring you some of their stories over the last two weeks here on 680 CGOB. Special thanks again to Jessica Benarski for helping set all that up. Sam Cortez as well at Sport Manitoba. So we've had some close games the last few weeks in the CFL. And after a lot of close games, this past week, not as much. But we did have one that was, oh, it was quite close. It was a very fun game. So let's get to all the action in my sometimes entertaining CFL recap. Starting in Winnipeg, where the first place Bombers welcome to town. The last place Lions first half, a stingy battle. Bombers race out to a 10-0 lead. And then the Leos are able to cut it to 12-6 at the break. And right out of the gates, the panic intensifies. Trickery. Deron Carter passes it. And the next thing you know, the Lions are in the lead. What is happening? But a great kick return sets up a field goal. Big Willie Jefferson picks off Mike Riley. That sets up a TD. And Marcus sails with the blocked punt score. The Bombers breathe easy. Or they would have if Matt Nichols didn't leave due to injury. Harris sets the record. Nichols' arm might not work. The Bombers are 7-2. and two. To Toronto, where the Argos were trying to do the Bombers a favor and knock off the Steady Eskimos, which, of course, they did not do. Trevor Harris, 420 yards, passing three touchdowns, sneaks in for two more. 
41-26 final game that was sometimes kind of close, but you never really felt Edmonton would lose a routine win for a good team. Now to Ottawa, where the up and down Red Blacks hosted the first place Ticats and... Now we've had some exciting games this season. This was not. One all after one, four one after two, 11-4 after three. Ugh. Dane Evans does enough. Dom Davis can't do anything. Ottawa needs a quarterback badly. 21-7 final. Hamilton now 7-2 atop the East. Red Blacks are 3-6. Hello, crossover. And now to our feature presentation. Calgary hosting Montreal. Owls have not won in Calgary in a decade. Would this be the day? Early on, lots of field goals, except for Reggie Bagleton's touchdown catch. 14-6 at the half for the home team. In the third, all Alouettes. 17-14 Montreal. Maybe this would be the day. Or maybe not. Nick Arbuckle hits Bagleton for a 56-yard score. Then three minutes later, a 69-yard touchdown. Nice. 28-17 with 10 minutes to go. Still some time for the Owls. And then, well, then there's 140 left, and they're still down 11. So the Owls get the ball on their own 14. Many have left or turned the TV off. <coughs> I did. <coughs> but here goes Montreal. Touchdown. Two-point convert. There's only 38 seconds left. They still have to recover the onside kick. Oh, they, they recovered the onside kick! Field goal. Overtime. And a fourth TD for Bagleton. Two-point convert. No good. Montreal's turn. They get down to the three. Down to the one. Third down. Could be the game. And Vernon Adams sneaks in. Yeah? Maybe? Who knows? They call the TD. Two-point convert denied. Another round, barkeeper. Adams to the end zone. Hits the upright, but wait for like the 50th time in the game. We're roughing the passer penalty. We don't get to see a replay, so who knows? And again, down to the one. Again, Adam sneaks again. Maybe he scores. Who knows? They say, okay, no good on the convert, so it's up to Calgary. But they cannot score. Montreal fights back from the brink of death. Calgary has questions about the command center. And we're all better off for watching this fun masterpiece of CFL insanity. Yeah, when it was 28-17, I turned the game off. Started watching something else. And then I remembered, oh, right, the game. Let's see what it's at. It's in overtime. What? How? And then it kind of reminded me a couple years ago. Let's see. Montreal involved in a game. It's late. It's a two-score affair. And there's an onside kick. Nichols, shotgun. Deep into the end zone again. Lankford, touchdown. Blue Bombers with 44 seconds left. That makes it 40-34, Montreal. And here's the kick, and it's a good one by Medlock. Bombers have a shot. I think they got it. They got their 52-yard line. Yes, they do. Wow. The ball was caught by the Bombers. Let's see if they can get it in. They'll give it to Andrew Harris. You got to know that. Nichols, Harris, left side, fights in. Did he get in? Touchdown, Blue Bombers. Final play of the game, and they have won it. 41 to 40. Unbelievable. The legendary Bob Irving, of course. There are the odd occasion where it's worth sticking around. Nine teams out of 20, 19 times out of 20, you leave, you beat the traffic, you don't miss anything. But for the one time that it does happen, there is a comeback, it's going to be memorable. It's going to be possibly legendary. And you don't want to say you missed it. At least I got back in the game on Saturday with some time left. So I was watching the highlights of that game from July 27, 2017 on YouTube. TJ Thorpe made a number of catches late. Yes, TJ Thorpe. Remember him? No, you probably don't. 
Darian Durant in an Alouette jersey. That looked weird. I also ended up stumbling across a game at the old stadium. It was week 17. It was October 22nd of 2011 when Montreal led 25-10 after three, and Winnipeg comes back to win 26-25. Javon Johnson with a good kick return. Jonathan Hefney had an interception. Chris Garrett running in a couple touchdowns. And Terrence Edwards with a big catch down the stretch. Both teams went on to lose their final two games of the season to finish 10 and eight. They were tied after that game and Winnipeg ends up hosting the East final. They beat Hamilton. They go to the great cup and just get stomped by the lions. And I'm not from here. So I was doing a little bit of research and I'm thinking, Oh, that's, I didn't, I didn't really remember the old stadium that much. And can I also say this watching the 2011 bombers to now their jerseys now are way better. The classic look, the lighter blue, definitely better than the dark blue. That's my opinion. I think it's a common opinion, but anyway, just thought I'd share some of those thoughts with you here on the radio. And maybe we'll get some other crazy comebacks. The CFL, no lead is safe. Tune into the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?